You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. We're all in here like sprockets dancing around, and that's and that's what I always want to do to that song, is the sprockets dance. Yep. Which, I, I approve. Yeah. It, it, it just it just has that feel, I guess. And, and I, Chris was doing that, and the it's other Chris uplifting. was doing it's, a, it's a blip. Yeah, I'm going to need that tonight. I'm really dragging. So, Chris, you're carrying this show tonight. I'm telling you right now. I'm Awesome. I wasn't here last week, so I should be really recharged and refreshed, but no, I'm, I'm a hot I mess. I have the power. Total hot mess. we got a lot going on this week. Uh, we're actually, and I don't want to spoil it. I really don't want to. We were all chatting about this before the show here, and I know this is we're going to be taking the paint off the walls with this conversation tonight for sure. Indeed. Chris, you got to, no, I, can't, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here. Yeah. Oh, so you rub it. Chris got up and walked over to the control panel. I got and, a nice ass. And he, I was going to say, it really looked nice there. I was. I, I, appreciate I don't mean it. to sound gay or nothing, but you got a nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I should introduce the people on staff tonight. Yeah, what the hell? I, I, it's, <laughs> I, the memory banks, they're just fried. I don't know what's going on, man. Of course, as you know, the man, the, the sweet ass in the corner here is Mr. Chris George. Hello. Uh, over in the corner, we have the lovely Kirsten this week. Hello, Kirsten. Hello. And then we have the even lovelier Chris, my favorite Chris. Well, thank you. Mr. Chris Jordan next to me here tonight for our show. And this is episode number 46. God, we're getting old, Chris. And we've got Scott, too. He didn't introduce himself. Ah, whatever. Well, we have Scott. Chris, Chris, Kirsten. I got the biggest Scott. fucking mouth on this show. I think people know me by now. And I like how big your mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you have to do this? Why? I'm sorry. I'm Why? Can't sorry. we just make one comment without you doing some type of sexual innu- innuendo <clears> on it? <throat> also, <clears throat> I learned I learned a new sexual thing. Are, uh, we, gonna, are we really going to do that? Yeah, we can. It's been a while. Okay, yeah, it has been. We'll, we'll, it's we'll it's not that it. bad. It's, we'll spread it. We've spread this out. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. It's uh, <laughs> called a financial slave. <laughs> and when I heard, I was like, oh, does that mean someone that'll do anything for the money? Yeah. But actually, it is a person that gets off on getting rid of their money, spending their money. And I need to find me one of those. Yeah. Oh, I, well, this isn't nearly as bad as I thought. No, it was no, I, it wasn't bad. I no, thought it was, we were talking about, like, you know, uh, we did the minivan before. Yeah, right? that was the first one. This is the originator. Like the dual fisted freight train. Yeah, or, or, or like you the vo- you know the, the backwards Volkswagen or something. Well, shit, the or, school bus <laughs> a very is five and five. God, I'm. You guys are going to kill me. Sorry, Kirsten. Sorry, Kirsten. What was that? No, no, the school bus is five and five. It's you a, know the school Whoa. bus. The school bus five instead of the minivan. Five? Yeah, because it oh, fits. God. Oh, this makes me. It fits hurt. all the kitties. So. Oh God! Oh. oh. <laughs> you know the problem is I just pictured that. That's what gave me the headache. I think. Ugh. Okay. You're welcome. Anyway, yeah, you're, yeah, that's thank, it. That's all. <laughs> thank you, Kirsten. That's the reason We're we brought you in this week. We're good for quite a while now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a financial slave. They yep. get off on spending money. And if you are so, one of those, uh, please get in contact with me. <laughs> <laughs> Email me first. And the money will filter through me to her. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get a cut, y'all. There you go. Everyone's so, happy. We've got a pretty important topic this week. But, of course, before any of that stuff, Chris, 
you're wearing a cast this week. What the hell happened out there? <laughs> out there shaking people down, breaking noses, hurting motherfuckers. There were 10 brothers. They were standing around each other, and they had this bucket in the middle of them, and it had a little flag sticking out that said news. <laughs> <laughs> so I approached them, and I was like, yo, that's my that's news. That's mine, yo. And they were like, no, it's our news, and they fucking killed me. I mean, they beat the shit out of me. But you got the news. But I got the news, and that's all that matters. It's all that matters. <laughs> What's the news for this week, Chris? The news for this week is Jason Isaacs has officially been cast as the new captain on the new Star Trek show, Discovery. Yeah, I, I, I read that today, cool. too. It's super cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yes. <clears throat> Except the way they're doing the show, it's going to be on like some paid streaming thing. Really? But it's not going to be on Netflix, Amazon. It's like CBS, their like streaming service. So it's not going to be on TV. Wait, it's not going to be on TV? It's, it's going to be streaming only? It's going to be streaming only, and you have to pay for the service to use it. That sounds like a terrible idea. That's yeah, a terrible idea. I think it is a terrible idea. So, yeah. Yeah, what? yeah wow. They What's wrong? Not do oh, that. nothing's wrong. Oh, okay. I was just uh, just adjusting over here. But, oh, yes. I, I noticed that. It's just an <laughs> awful, awful idea. It is. Yeah. What, what, yeah, somebody wouldn't pick that up. No one out there. Wait, but it's, it's made by CBS because he said it's on their streaming app. But yeah. Like so, what? They're not going to air it. They're not going to air it. Now, the whole big thing about this to me is yeah. piracy. It's going to be all piracy because mm-hmm. nobody's going to pay for the service. Oh yeah, so they're, they're gonna, somebody's going to pay for it, and then where is it going to end up? It's going to be on the torrent sites. Gonna, they're torrent the shit out of it, and it's going to last a year because it's not going to make anything. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's, bad idea. That is a really bad idea. A I mean, horrendous I, idea. I'm looking forward to seeing I'm, it though. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Something new. <laughs> but no, because that's so many other platforms, like you know, like with some of the shows coming up that I've been really looking forward to, like Twin Peaks and American Gods in no. particular, like the trend of the like those premium stations, instead of having their own service that you have to subscribe to individually, that they're all on Amazon Prime with their own stores on right. there, and like consolidating onto the platform that everybody already has, so you don't have to make a new account. Yeah. But like, that's really smart, but then... Nope. CBS streaming only. Sad. That is really, really Hmm. sad. Maybe this is their way of trying to get more into that platform, though. Have an original show. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think it's a terrible idea. It had better be, like, cheap at first. I mean, I don't know. Yep. So, in other news, Uma Thurman is staging um, somewhat of a comeback. She hasn't been around very much lately. No, not at all. She's starring in a new Lars von Trier movie, Whoa. The House of Jack Built. She's going to be playing the lead role in that. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I really like her, too. Anna Ferris and Eugenio Derbey are going to be starring in a remake of the stupidest thing ever, Overboard. Oh, God! Dear, I hate that movie. Why are they remaking Overboard? Now that's my Who fi- that's wants a remake. That of is Overboard? my fiance's absolute favorite movie wow. in the entire universe. Yeah, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. It's a cute Maybe. film. I mean, yeah, I yeah. watched it once and thought it was funny. She watches this stupid thing like three times a week. Still, it's like her favorite thing to watch in the world. Why? Why is there a remake being done of this? Fuck. I'm Money. Done. I'm done. But like. Was it that big a hit? That- it's, it's kind of a cult film now. I know. Yeah, that. yeah. It's, it's got kind of like an '80s like cult following, you know. Yeah, yeah but like but- probably just because it's got like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, though. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, 
No, thank you. Yep. Stupid. And last bit of news, Damien Chazelle is eyeing an October 2018 release. Uh, he just won six Oscars for La La Land. Yep. And yeah. he was also the director of Whiplash, which is a phenomenal film. Oh, yeah. Um, he's actually making a Neil Armstrong biopic starring Ryan Gosling. I'll see that. And I'm that's, into it. Yep. That's going to be released in October of 2018, which mm. they are saying they're specifically going for the October release because... Well, yeah. The Oscars. Yeah. Of course. Yep. I'll see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, in releases for this week, the only big one we've got is Kong Skull Island, which I'm going to see tomorrow night. We actually did a giveaway for tickets for that. And then, somebody I'm friends with on Facebook. Facebook. Facebook? Facebook. What the fuck? Uh, (laughs) Doug Schultz. He's got his horror movie, The Dark Below, coming out in limited release this week. Ooh. And our big giveaway. Ooh, I see this on the monitor and ding ding. Yeah, yeah this is no, cool. This is good yeah, stuff. This right is one of not our, yoga hosers. This is yeah. not yoga hosers. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody actually won yoga hosers too. <laughs> that poor soul. <laughs> dear, dear God in heaven. We're giving away the whole alien saga on Blu-ray. Oh! So make sure you check out the site to enter that. There's already like I think that, thirteen or fourteen thousand entries on it. Holy, holy shit! In just like three days. There's yeah. that quadri- that, that is that is that the anthology box set? Yeah, the quadrilogy. The, well, no, there's yeah. the anthology one. There's a quadrilogy and there's the anthology. I thought they're two different types of sets. Yeah, but we're doing the quadrilogy. Is it quadrilogy? Yeah, well, it's, it's the fantastic. four. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. It's wow. the newer release of the quadrilogy, actually. Beautiful, so, beautiful. Cool. Yeah, Blu-ray. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Beautiful. Whoever so, wins that, your whole life is going to change. Um, you're going to notice hair coming back on your head. Um, <laughs> your skin's going to look better. I mean, there's just so many benefits to to getting a free copy of this box yes. set. That that to me, that's fantastic. I, I want to enter, but I can't because mm-hmm. I work for this fucking thing. So, <laughs> I, I, wow, that's beautiful. I, I, I don't yeah. know what else to say. I'm really, I am really, really excited about that. Yeah, that is that's very a good cool. giveaway. Good luck to you guys. Uh, yeah. Whoever wins, it's gonna be fair. This time, when you win, you're actually winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Yoga Hosers wasn't that bad. No, but yeah. Cause we're Glanthrax. Oh, oh my god, my. fucking cringe-inducing. Anyways, moving along. Let's uh, move along to our suggested viewings. I'm actually going to suggest Man Down. It was a film that was made in 2015, but was actually just released this week on Blu-ray. It stars Shia LaBeouf. Jai Courtney, and I can't remember who the female lead was in it right now, but it's a really, really good movie about PTSD. So Mm. if you're into like military movies and stuff like that, also movies about the apocalypse, definitely, definitely check this one out because it's really, really good. So what else we got? Go ahead, Kirsten. Did you say anything this week? Uh, I saw A Cure for Wellness. That's one of the newer ones that came out, Uh, but I really liked it. It, awesome. you know, it's a longer movie. It's like two hours and some, but yeah. it flew by for me. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It makes you think after. Yes. So I enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah, I, I really liked that one also. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What have I seen lately? I mean, lately I've just been watching a lot of screeners for the for the yeah. site here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, We Are the Flesh was something else. That was an intense, intense movie. Yeah. Uh, I would 
cautiously recommend it if you know what you're getting yourself into but like probably know what you're getting yourself into is it like really like grotesque um or just more like visually it's uh visually it's great it's really well shot really well made movie it's very dreamlike and surreal but it is very much a transgressive film in the sense of like really explicit like both violence but more so like a lot of like really kind of weird creepy sexual stuff and like oh, unsimulated sex and all yeah. that stuff oh, oh. it's chris and i are gonna watch it after the, after the show tonight together <laughs> yeah, that's I, that, emotion. by ourselves <laughs> yeah arrow video put that out yeah yeah that it was it's i mean oftentimes i go into things that build themselves as like transgressive horror movies with yeah. a lot of skepticism because <clears throat> yeah. i feel like more often than not they're just sort of full of shit and just mm -hmm. being shocking just to be shocking right, and aren't right. really about anything yeah. and like yeah but no this was one that actually you know when I did it went yeah it, it, it did it what there. it did for very specific thematic reasons and just visually it is a really really well shot movie with like awesome sets and yeah it does a very interesting cool. take on the post-apocalypse I gotta thing. check that out cool yes you should Ain't in this for my health is what I'm going to call out this week. Yeah. A uh, documentary on LeVon Helms, uh, who was the drummer and singer of the band, uh, folk band, mm -hmm. you know, folk rock band from the 60s and 70s. Robbie Robertson was in that yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, Robbie Robertson. Yeah. Uh, this is a really neat little documentary. I I was trying to get, I've been, I had, I had a very busy week last week and I wanted to review something this, this over the weekend here. And this was one of those ones where it was a kind of a quick view, like an hour and 22 minutes. So I'm like, well, I can knock that out quick and, you know, and write it up. And I'm glad I did. It was really, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to ramble on about it, but it, it's a tearjerker. It's, 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 it's a very dark kind of emotional documentary on this man and, you know, his demons, basically. Um, but there's some really beautiful music in this, you know, because this is, uh, Levon Helms comes from you know a very you know Americana roots background, mm -hmm. um, and lives in Woodstock, New York, <laughs> and uh, that's what you get to hear through the documentary is a lot of him just playing um, with some other musicians too, but him with his very smoke drenched voice, uh, and it's just so haunting. A lot like you know, la you know last era Johnny Cash, that real timber he had in his voice. Levon Helms, and I mean, I, I'll, I flat out said that in my review too. That I never really got into the band, I never really followed the band at all, never really followed Levon Helms at all either. Uh, but after this, this is one of those eye openers. Like, oh, I, this is another one I fucked up on back in the day. I should have been following this. Yeah, band. I never got into them, but there's a very God, they're beautiful, sound. great story to them. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know. You know, there's an, and there's a lot of animosity too, and you mm -hmm. get, this film talks a bit about that. So highly recommend that. It's on Netflix. It's one of those cool little Netflix things you can watch. You know, it's hour 22. Uh, and you get to, if anything, you get to hear some really great music. You know, and yeah. That's, yeah, there's some really, real beautiful documentary, though. Cool. That's me. That's me. Sweet. So we're talking about kind of a depressing topic yeah. tonight, huh? I, maybe that's why I just feel like that right now. Because I knew coming into this that I, you know, I, I dare I say, like, oh, you know, I want to talk about this. But at the same time, I don't. Because it's like, oh, I don't want to say goodbye. Yeah. But you have to. You got to move on. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton. We're a little late to the game on this because there was stuff that was happening last week that had to happen with this show. 
but we felt it was important. You know, I guess some actors, and I mean, we've lost a lot of actors in the last, you know, very notable actors in the last yeah. year, year yeah. and a half. This one, we were, I was making breakfast, you know, what the day it happened. And, and Amber just grabbed her phone and said, oh my God, Bill Paxton died. And I'm like, eggs fall on the floor. I mean, literally, I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like 20 years old. He's a child. What? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, knock the wind right out of me, personally. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. No, but, absolutely. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what was he, 61 years 61 old? 61 right? years yeah. old. Complications from surgery is what I was they had. Told. He had a stroke. He, he had, had a stroke. Yeah. It, during after surgery? surgery? Yep. After surgery? I believe it was after the surgery. Yes. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So went in for heart surgery, had a stroke, and died. Mm-hmm. You know, the Oof. funny thing is about Bill Paxton, like, yeah. and I've said this to a lot of people, and I was discussing with people on Reddit and, you know, different boards and stuff, like, he's not, he was not, like, the best, like, Oscar-caliber actor out there, but the thing was, he had that everyman quality yeah. that he could pull off comedy, he could pull off drama, yeah. he could pull off action, he could pull it all Cre- off. He could pull off creepy, too. He could pull off creepy, too. But he was like that actor that could just go in and basically take on any role. Yeah. He was a chameleon. You, he really you was. felt like he was really relatable. Just yeah. the way he talked and presented himself. He was. He seemed like he would be that guy you could walk up to on the street. Even if he was an yeah. asshole in the movie, you could still walk up to that oh. asshole and be like, yeah. hey, dude, what's up? Because he just think, had that feeling. I think you know, and I I liked watching interviews with him a lot, just cause for those very reasons. There was a to me, there was just a certain amount. There was just this honesty about the man, the real man, not any of the roles mm-hmm. he did. I'm talking about the man himself, how he did present himself. There was just this very humbleness. I'm sorry, this humbleness about him that I I picked up on right away. And it made me appreciate him more as an artist and, and an actor yeah. as a result of that. So, and you're right, there is this, there was that. He just had that look about him. Like, he could do, and he did a lot of action, like the, you know, the, the man movie type stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that that type of stuff. But he, you know, he also did other just goofy roles, just fun stuff, you know? So, I mean, obviously a wide range, and I just think that's what really, I think, bothered me, and I know a lot of people about this. It was just I really identified with him as a real person, too, I think. that I kn- And like you said, I know I could probably walk up to that guy and shake his hand, and he'd be cool as hell. I'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah, what's up, man? And, you know, of course you nerd out, you fanboy out. And he takes it. He takes it with grace. I know that this man would have done that if I ever got the chance to meet him. Mm-hmm. So and that hurts. To you know, it don't matter if you knew the person on a personal level or not. I think you're still gonna miss a person, and you're still affected by that person because they've shared art with you, and you've mm-hmm. connected on that level, right? And that stuff lasts forever. And I think that's what makes. You know, life obviously doesn't last forever. This Bill Paxton's obviously an example of that. Yeah, mortality's a motherfucker. <laughs> Been saying it well, for a long time. Well, we've definitely learned about that. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so this is another one of those things where you've, you know, I got my sheet here. I know you guys have your sheet too. We're gonna probably talk about all these films, mm-hmm. but I mean, I can look through this list here and, you know, pull four or five roles out just from just at a quick glance and go. Oh my God, I love that role. He was just so amazing in that role. Oh, and yeah. there was, mm-hmm. and I got this out of that role. You know what I mean? So, um, 
Yeah. That's yeah. my take. I'm sorry to be so long-winded, but it just fucking bumps no, me No, but out. I mean, it's it, kind of, I yeah. mean, that's just the truth of it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's oh, it's yeah. a bummer. It's a bummer, um, and I think Hollywood really has lost. And he, I, yeah, he wasn't like this massive star. I think he was a humble actor, you know? I mean, I picture Bill Paxton kind of living in a house like this where we're at right now, you know? Not some big mansion or... <laughs> no, and I don't... No, this is a very know, nice yeah. house. Yeah. I don't mean it like that. But, you know, we're in the suburbs here, right, right? right? I don't picture Bill Paxton, like, packed away in some chateau in the mountains somewhere where he... Where, oh, God, the masses, they just right. can't see me. I think <laughs> yeah. Bill Paxton uh-huh. was... He, he probably would, you know, he probably... Probably catch him at the grocery store. I mean, he'd be one of those people I think yeah. you could just bump into him. Like, holy shit, Bill Paxton, what's up, dude? You know, oh, hey, what's up, man? And, you know, I just never thought of him like that, well, you know, that real, I don't, you know, yeah. not, you guys know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, you know, he that. was in the 80s, like 70s and 80s, he was actually really heavily into like the art world and music and stuff. And yeah. he actually was a video producer and he was part of that yeah. Barnes and Barnes that did. Yeah, yeah. The fish heads. Fish heads. Chris, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were somebody had to lay that on me because I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah I posted you, that on Facebook mm-hmm. like, Holy like when he first passed away. I knew that fish like from long, head. long, long ago. Yeah. Holy like right head. after Aliens, somehow I found out that he did, he, he, he directed that he video. He directed that yeah. video. Yeah. And, he's, and yeah. he's in it too. Yeah, yeah, and he's in the video like so a lot. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's so, I yeah. love that song. Who doesn't love that song? You know, I think the way I probably... I'm betting they played it on like 120 Minutes or something on MTV. Oh, they sure. used to in play that probably. back now before 120 Minutes, like when MTV was just MTV. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. That was one of those songs, or I'm sorry, videos, mm-hmm. that was in constant rotation on that station. Yeah. It was just one of the videos they had, and they'd play it. You know, yeah, it was just weird, and then, yeah, then they it would be it would be crammed into the a whole different cult thing. It's a very strange video because oh yeah, it, it, there's not a lot of movement in the video. It's just like a lot of like a lot just of fish heads, it's fish, just fish heads, <laughs> or just somebody sitting there watching TV. Like the yes. camera doesn't move. You know? Yeah, you know, there was that oh, video. I think I know what you're talking you about because I didn't think I knew, but yeah, I think I know. It's fish heads, fish yeah. heads, <laughs> roly okay. poly fish heads. Eat them up, yum. Eat them up, yum. I'm just yep. There was another video, and I don't want to go off in the weeds here, but just thinking about this off the top of my head, there was another <laughs> video that was around that same idea, or, and it was a, I don't even know who the artist was, the singer, but it was a song called Take the Skinheads Bowling. Yeah, you that, that was Camper Van Beethoven. Yeah, yeah! That was a great hook. Take yep. them bowling. And they show, like, skinheads bowling. It's what the fuck, man? Huh. This is so weird. It was kind of around the same era, and it was like that same kind of quirkiness and goofiness about a subject. So yeah. Anyways, going yeah. back to going back to the subject. And also but, around that same time, Bill Paxton also the internet tells me worked on he did music videos with Pat Benatar and New Order. Wow. Oh Who really? Knew? Yeah. Well, I mean, most of these actors they do have some like background in like yeah. film theory and how to make stuff, and I think that's how a lot of them actually crack into yeah the actual like major stuff is by doing. Producing music videos, being in music videos, doing stuff like that, especially during the 80s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm sure, like, you know, just that he was buddies with James Cameron and the Terminator, you know, just yeah. punches him in the face was sort of <laughs> where his career, like, you know, sort of segued into. Because, right. like, like we were just saying, like, even in that role, like, he just, 
he always brought just some sort of really interesting quality. Well, he to stuck out. Yeah, he, he stuck always stuck out. out. Yeah. Well, if you look at if you look at like IMDb, I mean, I my my sheet here, I can't use this as a basis for his whole career. I only pulled out my favorite stuff. But if you do look at the if if you which I have, you can kind of see how he just ramped up. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He started out with these little you know the punk leader you know and. Uh, in yep. Stripes, he was just a soldier in Stripes. So very minimal roles, but still, you, he stuck out in all these little roles. And then you notice, the, you know, I think, and I think this may be pretty typical with a lot of actors' careers, who are successful at least, they they do ramp up and get bigger and bigger and bigger roles until they're ultimately doing starring roles, I guess. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the Terminator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Punk leader. Punk leader. Yeah, he was also in Streets of Fire as Clyde the bartender. Huh. I never saw that film. I yeah, you need to one. see that movie. You yeah, I've heard it's a really see, good. You all flick. need to see Streets yeah, I, of Fire. I do need to see that. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, got an HD too. DVD copy of it. Oh snap! <laughs> oh shit! That's cool. Going well, back. Well, oh Scream Factory is putting out a collector's edition of that. I think it's already out. Oh, it's already I'm pretty, out. I'm pretty sure it's out. Nice. But yeah, I mean the Terminator, but really. I think kind of, and Kirsten brought this one up earlier, yeah. was Weird Science. Oh, mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. If To me, I mean, there's only one role that really, well, let me, let me, before I run my mouth. Yeah. On this list that I have at least, which we're going to probably touch on all these, they're all probably his most mm-hmm. popular films. The Chet <laughs> in Weird Science, that role next to Private Hudson and yeah. Aliens, uh, yeah. which we'll get to uh, in a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, those two are probably his, in my opinion, his most, you know, impressionable roles. I mean, if you remember him, you're going to remember him for those roles. Well, that's kind of where he, yeah, kicked, where everything kicked off from, and that's yeah. when people were like, "Oh shit, this guy, that guy can yeah. do this yeah, kind yeah. of role." You now, know? And, and the thing is, is like you know, just to try to compare and contrast, I guess, Chet. And Private Hudson, those two characters. There's a lot of the same in those two characters. They're both fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Different, but the same, right? So, yeah, Chet. Now, Kirsten, you, th- this is one of your picks. I want you to take this one. What were your impressions on this role? On Weird Science? Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's been a long time since I watched it. I watched it when I was a little younger. But yeah. I always remembered him. I When, we were, when I knew we were going to talk about Bill... Like mm-hmm. I had said that I didn't invest a whole lot uh, in a lot of his films, but the ones, like you were saying, the ones that I did see, yeah. he always left an impression. And yeah. he was always very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed Weird Science. But Chet. Chet he's such an asshole. Yeah. I fucking dick, but I love the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about a nice greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray? Oh, I mean, you can't. <laughs> and you gotta think he probably wrote some of those lines too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. seriously, you stupid yeah. bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, get, I'm slap happy as it is, and I run those all them goofy <laughs> lines through my head. <laughs> it fucking cracks me up, man. That role, is, I mean, that whole movie is just a complete party. I mean, it's hilarious. Uh, and Chet is just that, you know, the militaristic Hitler-like asshole in the film. Yeah, with, you know that that really is the the you know the enemy of of the mm-hmm. film at the same time. He's supposed to represent discipline and good, 
But that's not what weird science is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about a big party. So he's the enemy, right? And mm-hmm. some of those, when he has turned into a pile of shit or whatever. That was... Oh, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, move on. He, no, it's a great role. It's a great role. I mean, it, it, he didn't have like a million. It wasn't like huge role. But, I mean, when people, when you think of weird science, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is Chet. That's like the character in that movie, man. And, you, he's just like he's the villain of the movie, really. Yeah. Other than when the people from the hills have eyes show up, you know, at the party. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Please don't. T- <laughs> but seriously, please don't say anything about this. Uh, I don't want to ruin my teaching chat. Where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, I just that was bizarre when that whole thing <laughs> happened. But yeah, that was weird. Why? Why? I don't know. But when Chet showed up, like he was that villain. You he wanted, was a villain. You wanted more of him. Yeah, to be I would have loved it. Screen. I would have loved like another half an hour of, of screen time with that character. Yep. I think it would have been great to get to know Chet more. Um, yeah. I had Commando. He was in. He, I mean, Commando. We've all seen Commando. Yeah. Uh, he was an intercept officer. Another small role. Yeah, very, I, very I small forgot role. that he was in Commando. Yeah, me too. Well, actually, that, that may have been one of them ones where yeah, he just it was. Yeah, if you see him now, you're gonna be like, oh fuck, Bill Paxton, sweet, you know. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of them little roles. He just he just did. Yeah. Um, well, he would just sort of turn up casually in movies like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of taking this chronologically, but if you guys want to go somewhere else, I mean, feel Private free. Hudson, dude. Yeah, I mean, Hudson. I mean seriously. Let me do a whole show. Yeah. We, are, we have done a whole show. We have show done a whole Aliens show. Uh, yeah, but no, that's the character that, for me. Like, that's the character. Endlessly yeah. quotable. Like, when I think of. When I think of Bill Paxton, I will always think of just like all the one-liners in that movie. That yeah, game over, game man. O- game, game over. And just like when when he's like looking for the people on the computer, and he's they, that stop your grinning and drop your lid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, stop you. Stop yeah. your grinning he and just, drop your lid. He was constantly yeah. being disciplined. Yeah. In that film, because he just was smarting off all, all the, the time. time. And he never yeah. stopped. He's. Such an over-the-top character, like he's an almost like inappropriately comic character for yeah. that film. Yeah, but he makes it. He makes it work. But you know, in that serious position they were in, yeah, how serious he was that comic or, relief. Yeah, man. he was the comic yeah, relief. Yeah, he offered yeah. a good balance to it. Yeah, you know, and just like the first few beats when you meet him in the movie, there's like the <laughs> like, oh, this floor is so cold. <laughs> What do you want me to do? Fetch your slippers? <laughs> Could you do that, sir? Could you do that, It'd be sir? great. <laughs> and then I said, have you ever been mistaken for a man exchange yeah. with Vasquez? Oh, Vesquez? my God, dude. And then the knife thing. The like, knife. Oh! And those, and those are the first. Beautiful, beautiful. The first three moments when you meet him yeah. in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like every time you meet him, it's just a well, really he, he good is the, comedy beat with really good lines. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think, you know, with yeah. that whole group of people in that film, it's very realistic, I think, because, you know, if you look at group dynamics like in real life, you always have that comical person in the group who likes to give shit to people, right, and mess with people. And usually the other people in the group will throw that shit back at him. So you're seeing him get as much as he, you know, uh, get as much as he pushes out to people, right? Um which makes it just, it, that makes the character more beautiful because he isn't always the one casting the stone. So to yeah. say, um, and he goes down like a hero too. That's a yeah. thing. He, you know, he, he, you know, at one point in that movie, he was kind of like, you know, the, the way that character was being portrayed was like he was wussing out, 
Like, you know, game over. Like, you say, game over, man. Game over. It's like, why don't you put her in charge? You know, like yeah. crap, right? Uh -huh. um, well, I'm like, dude, you're wussing out. But then he got his shit together, and they did the best they could. And, you know, they're up against the, the freaking Xenomorph. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, he really went down. Like, you know, you see him just like, oh, you, oh, you want some too, motherfucker? You know, he's just going yeah. crazy, and he died, you know? But he went like a hero in that film mm -hmm. and you know that's why yeah i think i have to agree with you chris i mean i that that's the character for me man oh yeah private hudson mm -hmm. for 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 bill paxton that had that had to have been his most beautiful role he ever did um that's yeah it's kind of hard to talk about these other films after that <laughs> well i mean near dark i haven't seen that in forever have you guys all seen it or no? i've not no. I, I, it's no. one that i've always meant to see it's you a, have i have not it's a great horror film and he's one of the leads in it with lance henriksen Ooh. and also from um aliens uh what was her name oh man uh which which character from <sighs> aliens I god damn it! Hmm. Come on, Chris. Uh, why Get can't it together. Jeanette Goldstein. Oh yeah, well she she was Vasquez. yeah Vasquez yeah she's in Near Dark also okay. as one of the vampires. Oh, it's oh, a wow. it's a really really good movie. If you guys haven't seen it, you gotta check that one out. Yeah, well, if memory serves, wasn't that the first film by Catherine Bigelow? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Who at the time was uh, James Cameron's wife? Yeah, That's probably why yeah. there's so many actors in both yep. of those. Like Lance Henriksen. Too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a very, very good movie, but very, very brutal too. So yeah, definitely that. check that one out. Awesome. But yeah, I mean, he's got so many great movies. Navy Pred Seals, Predator Two, Navy yeah. Seals. Yep. That was a Navy Seals. <laughs> Sorry. Clerks? Clerks. Oh, okay. Come Nobody on. ever Sorry. rents any. You're good sitting there with this glazed over look on your face. Like, what are these two guys, like, just cackling and giggling over here for? We're cackling and giggling about clerks. <clears throat> Move Predator. on, Chris. Okay. Come on. Predator 2. I just mentioned Predator. Yeah, Predator yeah. 2. A uh, lot of fun. Yeah, it's definitely a different movie it's got than the first colors in it. Yeah. What's her name from Colors, the girl who plays the girlfriend in Colors. She plays one of the cops. Colored lady. Not a colored lady. She's <laughs> a Mexican lady. Uh, yeah, Predator 2 was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, Danny Glover was in that, too. Yeah. Uh, didn't do too well, if I remember correctly, in the box office. I mean, it had to live up to Predator, which you couldn't really. It's another one of those massive, iconic films. Uh, but Bill Paxton was, you know, he played just a cop in that film, basically. He just played one of the yeah. investigators, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I only he's watched got that, that like, movie. brown leather jacket on and the yeah. hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you're right. Very scuzzy looking in that mm -hmm. one, but still Bill Paxton. Yeah, goofy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Goofy. Yeah, totally uh, goofy. I put down Tombstone, which oh, another, that was a big, that was a big role for him. And that was, a, and that was with all the boys. Yeah, he played Morgan Earp. Yeah. Morgan Earp and Tombstone, which is a, just a, that's a fan. I mean, as far as a modern cowboy, which I'm a hard sell on modern cowboys. Yeah, uh, that's one of the ones that really ruled over me. Like, yeah, this is this is the real stuff. Well, I mean, that whole movie, you know, you've got Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer mm -hmm. and Bill Paxton. Yep. I mean, it's like this like set of iconic actors mm -hmm. all in one western. Yeah. 
and it's kind of funny when you watch them because they all balance each other out. Mm. They're all different ends of the spectrum. And yeah. yeah, he was Paxton was great in that movie. Really, really, really yeah. good in that. Yeah, movie. yeah, it was. And that's one of my. I think I may have mentioned it on here. I love to watch Tombstone on a big sound system. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that movie just rocks when you. I mean, huh. all the explosions, even like the horse hooves, like they. However, they did the the mixing, the the audio editing and mixing on that. The even the horses, like it just rumbles. It sounds like huh. thunder, man. So yeah, I suggest to watch that on a big sound system if you can. So yeah, Tombstone was fantastic. Apollo thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. It's a given too. Another really cool flick. I only saw it once. So I've I'm seen foggy. that probably five or six times. I'm yeah, foggy. it's it is it's very good. I think really at that point too, like he was kind of getting away from like the smart ass, you know, yes, like down on his luck, you know, kind of character with the snide comments all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like in that, he was really starting to come into the more Fred like, straight yeah. dramatic stuff. Yeah, like that and Twister are like the two really like Hollywood leading man Bill Paxton yeah, roles. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of always wondered why yeah. he didn't get more like that cuz he's really good in both of those and it seemed like yeah, like he could have shifted gears and been I don't know, more that type of You know, I was always shocked lead. that they didn't do a sequel to Twister cuz I always thought they they probably could have done something else with those characters mm-hmm. like how you know they finally got the science worked out at the end of yeah. using the i can't remember what it was called at the time I, uh, twister was like dorothy's yeah it was dorothy wasn't it yeah i just thought there was something more they could have done with it like beyond that movie maybe i'm totally wrong but their chemistry was great oh in yeah that movie yeah between him and helen hunt I think I actually used to have a little crush on Helen Hunt when I saw that yeah. when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the first uh, Bill Braxton movies that I saw. Um, I loved that movie. I watched it over and over again. Twister? Twister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. When that movie came out, it was fucking huge. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, behind that movie. Universal Studios had a big twister thing i don't know if they still do but yeah they don't but we went Uh, yeah that was really cool yeah that was really cool yeah i definitely remember that when you're like standing outside and the wind's blowing it starts raining Mm -hmm. on you and shit trees blow over yeah yeah Uh Yeah, it was pretty cool but yeah twister is definitely a good movie it's kind of silly at times yeah and that dumb van halen soundtrack (laughs) i that beginning though you know when the little girl's like you know helen little helen hunt's running into the yeah. Seller like that used to creep me out because I w- I would think what would I do and you know mm-hmm. I think that's a good opening. What yeah. would you do? <clears throat> Tell us all. I'd about die. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'd find the nearest cow and climb on its back and go on a ride. <laughs> you know, might as well just have have some fun on your yeah. way to your yeah. death on the twister. <laughs> cow. <laughs> Flying out of cow, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, that cow lasted a while throughout the film. Yeah, hey, look, so. there's Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> so going, you know, after Twister, uh, there was this, you know, small production. I mean, I, I think he really scaled it back for this film. You know, not a big deal or anything like that. A film called Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, little independent job. Nothing, nothing major, yeah. you know. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's an obscure film now. Not a lot of people have seen it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and this is one of the ones we talked about this. It's the one with the boat. 
Yeah, the boat. <laughs> it's about some boat uh, a couple years ago, uh, 20 years ago or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think we did mention this a couple weeks ago. We did. Uh, yeah, and and I took shit for films. never seeing that film. Oh, yeah, period films. Yeah. And I never seen that movie, and I complained. And I made, I made a promise that two weeks ago that I would watch Titanic. And Amber got me a copy of it to watch. So I sat through that three-hour beast of a film. And what did you think? I loved it. I, I really liked it. I mean, I'm a history buff on the Titanic, so I'm really into that part. The love story, I was like, <laughs> but you know, the chemistry, um, some of the, some of the lines and some of the acting was like, oh dear God in heaven, how they let that go. <laughs> uh, even even from Leo, a very young Leo, that's all right though. I let it slide because it's Leo, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, the CGI they did use in that film. Why you could tell it was, it looked really good. I mean, it it holds yeah. up to, oh, yeah. for today's yep. standards. Some of the pullaways, you know, from the ship, like the deck of the ship, when they pull off the ship into the air, you could tell that was obviously digitized. Uh, but, you know, the practical effects they used, wow. Oh, yeah. It looked really good. Um, it was, yeah, I mean, I all around, I thought it was a really fantastic movie. I mean, Bill Paxton is not a major character in that film. He kind of dances on the outside of the main plot of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I will I will admit that I choked up a little bit at the very end. Not when the goddamn ship was sinking. At the very end. Yeah. With the old lady when she was having that dream at the end. Yeah. You know, I don't want to yeah. spoil it. But that when she... And, and <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, fuck, man, you know? Because mm-hmm. yeah, she of, was hot. Oh, damn, she <laughs> can't believe hot. the old lady died. <laughs> Did she? Well, okay. I wanted her bad. Now let me ask you guys a question uh. about Titanic. I don't want to go again. I don't want to go too far in the, the weeds here. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to spoil shit either. But at the end, the very end, I mean, they show like all the pictures of her just like doing, being awesome, like she promised she yeah. would be. Right. Yeah. You see the pictures, and you see her there just kind of chilling. She's like. And I thought she was just having a dream. She was still very much alive, but she was just having a dream, probably a dream she's had her whole life, of just being back there with all of her friends, right, on the ship. So was she dreaming, or was she actually dead? Did she actually die and go somewhere else? I think it's something that's unexplained. Oh, Rose? No, no, I think she got saved. She was transported from the ocean back up onto the... No, I, I, no, 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 no. At the very, at the very end, end of the film. When she's done telling the story, the story and she's just... As no. the old woman. Yeah. yeah as the old woman. Yeah, no, not, not, yeah, not, no, oh, okay, yeah, no, okay. no, not, not during the, not during the, yeah, no. They show her just laying there and then it cuts to the whole... I, I, I always thought of it as a dream. I, yeah, I think it's up to interpretation. No, and that's cool. That's fine. But I mean, yeah. I, I was curious to know what your guys' uh, viewpoints was that. Because I, I mean, I, either way, I was balling like a little bitch anyway so it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because you know like her doing what she does with the necklace at the end could either be her way of knowing uh, either of letting go after telling the story or maybe she knows you know she's gonna die soon and then you know and then you see her in bed and i don't know maybe she's either dreaming or she's dead i don't know it's up to interpretation i think it is up to interpretation with it but beautifully it ended beautifully. I mean, oh, and yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of films like that, and I avoided it probably all these years because 
because I, of that. Because of that, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm, a, I'm an evil bastard, and I, I try to avoid my feelings, and I shut my feelings out, and I probably need to see somebody about that. But anyways, moving on. Uh, no, it was a really great film. Yeah, it was, and it, it was it was really it, cool. It really is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, is. it was. Yeah, cool. like we talked about the other week, just the attention to detail. And it looks so beautiful. And I mean, yeah. yeah, I think as as much as it is a smaller role for him, I think that the Bill Paxton character, like what he is there with like the. Like, he's sort of the voice of, like, the modern fascination with mm-hmm. yeah. the ship and the phenomenon, and that he is very much kind of almost like the stand-in for James Cameron with his fascination with yeah. totally. underwater totally. exploration and photography. Totally. And, like, and that then after that, that doing all that with, like, inventing and pioneering the submarines and the cameras and stuff, mm-hmm. that was, like, what he did mm-hmm. for like a decade yeah so, mm-hmm. i don't know this is a cool role and you it's still remember role. who he was you know without question having to think about who he played in titanic and he still had a very caring way you know of how he when he met rose and the way yeah. he interviewed her you know like he was so interested well, those in cut away those cut away scenes where they come back to her you know the old lady now <laughs> it's hysterical because she's they show her like so anyway, and then they cut to the people that are all like, you know, they're all like, yeah, yeah. This time yeah. they're like so engrossed in her story, and you, you know, it's like it's some of the comedic relief you see in the film. Like they, mm-hmm. they do come back to that one specifically where she, you know, she's like, so we were in love, and they and like the camera, they're like, yeah. <laughs> and I, had, I laughed out loud. Uh, there was just so much to that. I mean, it's it's an epic film. Yeah. I can't say I'm ever going to watch it again, but finally, I'll watch it again. I mean, finally, watch it. every yes. few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I finally, remember. I'm finally happy to say I'm part of the club. At least it only took me 20 years, but I but I got there eventually. Sam Raimi's A Simple Plan. Never saw that one. I've always I I never... meant to see that. Never oh heard. my god, you guys have never seen A Simple Plan? Nope. You I've heard of the band. He is so <laughs> good in that movie. It stars Bill Paxton, Bridget Fonda, and Billy mm. Bob Thornton. Mm. And Billy Bob Thornton and Bill Paxton are brothers and billy bob thornton's character is a little bit slow and bill paxton character is like much more intelligent than his brother and they come across a large duffel bag full of money and basically the entire movie is them trying to figure out what to do with the money and bill paxton you guys have got to see the movie because it's another one of those like simple plan he's married to bridget fonda in the movie but it's just that that straight every man character that he was great at Mm -hmm. like perfection like he just plays that dude like hey look i found a bag of money and he acts the hell out of the movie Mm -hmm. so awesome yeah yeah that's a must see i'm surprised you guys have never seen yeah i've always meant to yeah u571 that was a good movie too. i love that movie yeah that was like not too long after the hunt for red october came out mm-hmm. so you had that one and i remember somebody describing like when u571 came out i'm like oh this is another another submarine movie okay cool and i'm like well somebody mentioned to me like well this u571 is like the most the most like exciting 10 minutes that you saw in the hunt for red october and it's like two hours long. Yeah. And that yeah. really is, U571 is insane. Yeah, there is a lot of partying going on in that film. Um, uh, and it's 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 a gripper. I mean, I, I love that film because uh, it does keep you on the edge of your seat. 
And, and that's got a phenomenal cast in it, too. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey yeah. was the mm-hmm. lead, but Harvey Keitel is in it. Yep. John Bon Jovi's in it. Yep. And the cool thing is that he oh, plays that. guitar through the whole movie. He just like walks from scene to scene with his guitar, and he plays the entire soundtrack. You guys are dumb. What? You're just like looking at me like, what? <laughs> I haven't seen that since theaters. <laughs> Yeah, it was no. a joke. Uh-uh. It was a joke. You're a liar. <laughs> You're lying, Chris. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> on a submarine, I ride. I'm on wanted. it. Wanted. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Go on. <laughs> I hate you. Did we mention the Terminator already? Yeah. Yeah. We did. Okay. Yeah, it's way okay. back there. Where uh, are you? Uh. Uh, so I have another one to bring up. Yeah, please, I don't know please. if you guys have seen this, but yeah. Spy Kids too. Uh, you, said you just saw that. I didn't just see oh, it. Oh, I thought you said you just saw it, like 50, 15 no, minutes ago. No, no, I saw it when I was younger. He just had a small role in it. I think he played like the uh, owner, Winks. the owner of a Adventureland. He wore a cowboy hat. That's what made huh. me think of Spy Kids too. Interesting. Um, it's been a long time since I saw it, but mm, yeah. <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> okay he also was i mean i i want to get to one of his motherfucker roles too like great massive another one of his massive roles but he also was in club dread uh one of the broken, oh yeah blo- the broken broken lizard film he guys that did one funny thing yeah in yeah all of yeah club really dread. yeah i mean i was so excited my I, my parents bought me a copy of that randomly like years ago like some random Christmas present. Like, well, we know you like funny movies, so we bought you this. Which I don't like fucking funny movies a lot. Of them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, you don't know me at all. So uh, the thing sat in the plastic up until like two years ago. I've had the thing for like 15. It's been out that long. It's, been a, it's an old film now. I mean, yeah. these are, and these are the people who did Super 2004. Troopers. 2004. Super Troopers, yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> they, these are the people that did Super Troopers, just so you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't know that for... A long time. Yeah. And then I read something like, oh, Super Trooper guys, they did Club Dr- I have a copy of that. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going to go home and watch this. It's going to be totally awesome. What a piece of shit that movie was. Yeah, it's a it's a really, like... Not funny. It, it is one of the least funny comedies that I... Oh, that, that was a disappointing experience. But Bill Paxton is Bill great. Bill Paxton's hysterical, sure. you know. Pina Colada Burger. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of eye candy in it. We'll give I guess if there's any saving grace, if you're a red blood American, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of beautiful chicks in there. Yeah, I guess we can we can say that. Sweet, but that don't make a film for all me. Right. I never had. Well, yeah, Kirsten over there. <laughs> hey. You ever see Club Dread? No. I'm oh, there's not. all kinds of there's all kinds of good looking. There's a uh, beautiful yeah beautiful woman. Uh, the but star- you do have to sit through Club Dread. It, it, that's mm. the problem. <laughs> the trade off might not be that so good. Eh. Yeah, it's it wasn't that good, but it was a, yeah. He was like yeah. the only thing that was funny. Yeah, in there's that film. just that one joke from that movie about Pina Colada yep. Berg still <laughs> makes me laugh when I think about it. Did, Nothing else in that movie. Did we funny. completely gloss over frailty? No, we're no, not. No, no we're, I, was, I think we're, 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 we need to talk about yeah. No, we, we all, all this shit's been frailty. the warm up act except for aliens. For okay, because yeah, yeah, no frailty. Is, well, we can go to that right now if you want. Because, yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. like we're going to that right now. Well, because yeah, because he that was his directorial debut and he starred in it and that movie is a fucking masterpiece it is a masterpiece it is really really good um you know there it's one of those really cool what some of my favorite horror is just like that um there's not a whole lot of blood in the film 
but there's some very, very violent things being done. Yeah. Um, but you don't see a lot of gore and stuff like that, which I think really, it's classy to a certain degree. I mean, I, I mean, it's very easy to see films now that just you know they're just bloodbaths. There's just gallons of blood and guts laying yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I guess it's if it's in the right context, I can I can handle it. Like you were saying that earlier. Um, you know, yeah. yeah, it's just gore for gore's sake. It's just it's a pain in the ass now. I get tired of it. But if there's a reason for it, then that's yes. pretty cool. Yeah, the right? movie's got to earn it. Frailty. Yeah, it doesn't have it. it just it just didn't have all that. And there's there's some pretty hard stuff to watch. Well, there's yeah. a lot of hard stuff to oh, watch it, in that film. Yeah, well, it's just such like an oppressively grim movie. Yeah, it is a really really, and what's just so unsettling is just how well that movie plays with yeah the ambiguity of what's going on like you watch the whole movie like i'm not sure if these people are like you know actually what they like are they justified in what they're doing or are they serial killers like you don't know it plays with the ambiguity and the unreliable narrator so well Mm -hmm. and the way that he like keeps that tension and that suspense it's well really good bill paxton's character maintains you know his his genuineness i guess you could say through the film i mean as this as this whole thing kind of ramps up and gets more and more intense yeah he still maintains his going to work every day taking care of his family, even though he's doing things to try, you know, obviously there's some pretty insane stuff going on, yeah. but he, he's being a father. He's doing all the right things to be a father. There's just this added element of something that he believes was put on him as a task to do. Right. Um, that's what really kind of makes it hard to, to follow, I, and not, I shouldn't say follow, but yeah, it's just that idea. Like, yeah. is this guy crazy, or is he really, you know, telling the truth here? Well, doing the Lord's work, basically. Yeah, yeah. What Lord, he uh, says. yeah. yeah I guess if, if there's anyone listening that, like, that this went under their radar, I guess we should give, like, just the sort of yeah. one-sentence, spoiler-free synopsis. Or yeah. That, like, yeah, the idea is that he claims he's been given this mission from God to kill Demons, demons that are walking among us in human form mm. but it really plays with like well is he actually like are these demons is he on a mission from god or is he a crazy person who's like roping his family into being serial killers with him hmm. and, and there's an interesting yeah kirsten you'll love I, this movie yeah, yeah i haven't seen it i didn't know he was in so many like darker horror movies yeah, and well, this was that. his directorial debut wow. too but like you're like oh if you know him as hudson just like you know strap the fuck in and get yeah. ready for this and well, <laughs> you know it, this this role um there it, along with the stuff i mentioned just maintaining and, and maintaining his life he also still had a moral code. Yeah. There were some things that happened in the film that he became very upset because, you know, you made me kill a person tonight. You know, after yeah. he, after you've watched him kill all these other people. Yeah, but he is he be- convinced that they're, and maybe yeah. they are demons. Yeah, that's the thing. But, you know, he still had a moral code <laughs> through this. And that's what it really made it interesting for me was just that. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that he still cared. Yeah, he still was, and that was, I think, the idea from the get-go. The impression they left on you is that you know, Dad Meeks, the father, he was this loving man. You know, he's a single father. 
He's doing the best he can to take care of his kids. Yeah. Um, and he's just been burdened. I shouldn't say burdened, but he's been tasked with this this new thing he's got to do, too. And he's dealing with it the best he can, I think. Yeah, and that he brings that humanity to the role that, like, you know, in any other context, he'd be, like you said, like, you know, likable, relatable, mm-hmm. small-town average guy but then like and he plays it so likably in those scenes but then like oh god i the movie's kind of you know making me yeah you know like this guy but is like should i be or is he the villain yeah who, like, who, do, you, who do you sympathetic root for? performance really just yeah who do you root for yeah it, it's a it's a and that's what really makes it such a damn good film is it, oh, just, yeah. it keeps you keeps you guessing the whole way through yeah. yeah Kirsten if you haven't seen this you really yeah I'm gonna uh, watch it Absolutely. yeah really fun that, I mean really watch. it's a horror movie but it's like a thriller too yeah and just the way it's shot it's so dark oh yeah, yeah. so dark and bleak from front to back mm-hmm. you know and like when they're out in the hole like dude like yeah wow it's heavy yeah it's it really is. really heavy and that's pretty cool too because you could see him like he did all these funny roles, these smart ass roles, these snarky roles, and then all of a sudden, he directs this like horror masterpiece. As far as oh, I'm yeah, concerned, totally. And he's great in it. They're all great in it too. Yeah, and he, yeah, and Matthew McConaughey, and that, yeah, like years before brilliant. everybody else caught on to the fact that Matthew McConaughey is a great actor yeah. when he was still just like the like the stoner dude from Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Bill Paxton was the first one to realize that like okay like. That is the debut of, like, unhinged, mad philosopher Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And he narrates the movie, and it, like, totally, like, you know, like a decade and some change before True Detective. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, that is the first we ever see that side of Matthew McConaughey, Hmm. and Bill Paxton is the one who kind of brought that out. Outstanding. Yeah. That sounds good. Did any of you guys watch Big Love or no? No. No, I didn't. You guys didn't watch Big Love at all on HBO? We watched that show from beginning to end, and we, me and my wife, Alicia, we loved that show. You know, it was about having multiple wives, you know, and about the Mormon religion and all of that stuff. It was on HBO yeah. for, I think, uh, like five years. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it, but no, I've not yeah. seen it. Had a phenomenal cast, and it was a big, big hit for them. I mean, a lot of people had morality questions about them making a show about that about having, you know, sister wives and whatnot. Mm. But it's a really, really good show. And he played the dad on the show. Yeah. And it was another one of those roles where he just yeah. fit into playing the the everyman. You know, mm-hmm. the guy that just has some problems with his family, mm-hmm. but he's going to fix them and everything's going to be okay, A-okay. So, great, great I show. I never saw that, unfortunately. Huh. I would actually like to go back and watch it again. And now another role that, I mean, since none of us mentioned it, I think we've probably all not seen it. I haven't. Mm -hmm. But one that I've always heard is great and always meant to see and that was at the top of Kyle's In Memoriam article is One False Move. Have any of you seen it? I've heard of it and I've never never seen it, but I keep hearing great, great things about it. Yeah, I've heard it named very much alongside, like in that sort of like... 80s and 90s kind of like modern western noir that's like you know like blood simple or red rock west which is another really great movie that oh, really dude, went on the radar movie. yeah so i've heard it sort of named alongside those and yeah it sounds really good and he's actually like he's the the star of 
of that. And yeah, that sounds. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of other movies in here, too, that he was the star of. There was a movie, The Colony, that was out in 2013. I saw that. It wasn't the greatest. It starred him and Lawrence Fishburne. But Uh, still, another movie. He was also in Haywire in 2011. mm -hmm. You know, not everything he did was, like, mainstream in the theaters type stuff. But he did Mm -hmm. a lot. One of of his last roles, I think, we we have to mention this, too, was Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He played Joe Lauder, or Loader, however you want to pronounce it. Um, and that yeah, that was a really cool... I don't, did everybody see Nightcrawler in this, in this uh, studio? I actually have not. I've been Ooh. told many times I should see it. I have not very, seen it yet. That's one of my very movies good. I watch a few times a year. A few times a year. That's awesome. Because it's so great. It yeah. really is. put yeah. it at the, at, um, on my list right uh, now. Unfortunately, what was that? I'm going to put it on my list right now, near the top okay, of we'll movies wait, to watch. Go ahead and do that. No, no, no. Go for no, it. No, we'll wait for you. Okay. Hurry up and get done. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's so yeah. much fun to watch. Um, I, I it, it, it went over my head the first time I saw it, and it probably still does to a certain degree. I just enjoy it for the way it is. Um, you know, I, I know there's probably some type of hidden meanings in that film as far as what was being portrayed, uh, but as far as Bill Paxton was concerned, he just played the pro. He played, you know, the guy who knew the he, who more or less knew what the hell he was doing. While you know the other, I, I always forget the other character's name. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, come on, hurry up, Chris. Come on, hurry up. Jake oh. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Thank you very but much. He played uh, Louis Louis Bloom. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, he was kind of showing Louis the ropes to a certain degree. Uh, he was also at the same time, I think, he was also trying to fuck him over because that's very cutthroat. Those guys were just out there trying to get their yeah, pitch, you know. So he would throw him, a, he would throw him a bone here every once in a while. You'd notice, but he would more or less he it, he became an enemy. And, well, they were know. competition for each well, other. Yeah, a, yeah uh-huh. you know, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I loved his role. I Bill Paxton's role, and that was great. He and he played more of a kind of a rough, rough looking guy just running around town, you know, doing his thing. If you haven't seen Nightcrawler, uh, do yourself a serious service and see that movie. It's do yourself a serious service and watch Taxi Driver, and then watch Nightcrawler yeah. right after, and yeah, you're gonna be like, "You're the oh. one that you're the one that mentioned that too," and I didn't even pick uh, up. Oh on that. yeah, yeah. They're, they, they are. They're very similar. They're Nightcrawler is almost like an exact replica of Taxi Driver, whereas uh, you know De Niro was a social pariah mm-hmm. in Taxi Driver didn't know how to adjust to being in a relationship with a woman, wanted to be with the woman he couldn't have. Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal, wants to be with the woman he can't have. He's a social pariah. Yeah. Very strange yeah. personality. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Taxi Driver. If you like compare those movies, I was actually watching Nightcrawler in the cinema, and while I'm watching it, I'm like, what the fuck does this remind me of? What am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? And then as he starts trying to get into the relationship with Rene Russo, I'm like, this is like almost a replica of Taxi Driver. It's just a modernized version. Yeah. yeah. But you know? the whole the angle of like the critique of news media oh, yeah. and yeah. like just the really like sleazy dark side of that business and right. like, just the like profiteering off of tragedy. Yeah. 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 
that's it very very sure. relevant. They yeah. were they and that you saw that you know right on the nose of it like some of the stuff they were doing. It's like we're not supposed to do that. Well, we want to get this. We want to get this thing the news, don't we? Fuck them. Yeah. Let's just deal with it. You know, it, it did really portray that sleazy side you're talking about. Yeah. And some of the some of the the drastic measures these guys would take to get that footage. Yeah. Well, and it was drastic measures, like by any means necessary to get what they wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like Bill Paxton's character in the movie coming to him and being like, "Hey." You know what? I didn't hire you before, but now I know you're doing pretty good, and you know what you're doing. So let's team up. Uh, let's team up, and I'm gonna get. I'm got a brand new van for you. And we've got like eight new cameras and all this new gear. So come work for me. And Lewis Bloom's like, no, fuck you. Mm. Like, it was just very, very cutthroat. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. And then how definitely he, a different kind of film too. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Well, now, unless you're thinking about Taxi Driver, but I thought the concept of the film was very unique and, and interesting. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, it definitely stands on its own to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it definitely stands yeah. on its own. On its own. I can't talk today. It <laughs> sucks. It really <laughs> sucks when I can't talk. <laughs> Damn it! Well, I'm gonna cry. That was that was. It. I mean, 2014 was Nightcrawler. Yeah. I know yeah. he did a couple other roles that I hadn't seen. No, it was like smaller stuff that he had done, and then. Yeah. He had the Training Day TV show mm -hmm. come out. Yeah. Now, I know they're done filming the first season, so I don't know where they're going to go with it now. Mm. I don't even know if the show is going to survive. I would assume they will just let it be a one-season show. That's kind of what yeah. I'm assuming, too. I watched the pilot, and I think I maybe gave it like a... I reviewed it on the site, and I think I gave it like a two or a three. It was like really really hard to watch because the scripting was so bad yeah in the they were just like jumping from scene to scene with little explanation and they were really trying to establish bill paxton as like the same level of dirty cop as denzel was in the movie yeah he's supposed to be the dirty cop and it was really hard to like take him in that role i was like no way dude i can't buy this like he's a great actor, but this is the wrong type of role yeah. to put him in. It just it didn't work. So I only watched the one episode, and after that, I just kind of bailed. Like, yeah, I'm um, I'm done. I'm done. Mm. So, well, and then I'm looking now. The last thing he has coming out is uh, he is in that movie, The Circle, that's coming out uh, where he plays Emma Watson's dad. Okay. And yeah, oh, wow. this movie, yeah, Bill Paxton, Emma Watson, Karen Gillan, Tom Hanks, John Boyega, Patton wow. Oswalt. Like, this has a. Uh, like an epic cast. Yeah. A really, really mm -hmm. good cast. And this is like the sort of kind of dystopian sounding sci fi thriller about the, like, social media tech company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's going to be his last, that's his last thing. Crazy. That's quite. Well, well yeah. yeah. Um, fucking bummer, man. I know. Yeah. I know. You but, know. But we, I think we've done the best we can to see him off the right way, at least from. Yeah. For, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Here at Real Crime. Um, but yeah, you know, I. No way to start the year off. I mean, it's March, but you know, still early in the year. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I guess rest in peace, Bill Paxton. It's it's a yeah. it's a bummer. This one hit me. I don't know. There was just something about this one that really bothered me, man. Like sixty yeah. one's very young still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. A, that pisses me off right there. Like that guy had a lot to give. I think. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna. I don't know the details. Uh, you know, complications from surgery. He had a stroke. Okay, fine. Um, but I mean, you know, if, I guess it's when it's your time to go. You just. <laughs> Yeah, it's your time to go. You sit it's your here and bitch all you want about it. It just is what it is. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think we all have a lot of respect for that for this man. Um, and I know yeah. I'll be, in, you know, I mean, just from Aliens alone, I'll be watching that role for the rest of my oh, yeah. life until it's time for me to go. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, that's all I got, Chris. I don't. I think I'm guys. good I'm for just, tonight. How yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really bummed out now. Yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. Cry myself back home and. Go fetal on my bed. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Nightcrawlers. You'll love there Nightcrawler. You Fantastic. Like yeah, t- totally watch that. You'll get a kick out of it. It's oh, cool. I'm gonna watch this directorial debut too. What was oh, the yeah. name Fish of that Fish heads. Frailty. You mean frailty? Frailty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it wasn't yeah. fish. Those and two also movies. That too. Those two movies are alone have the density of about five or six movies in my opinion. Those yeah. two films. I'd say so. They're they're, they're incredible. So you'll you'll love them, Kirsten. All right, Chris, take us home here. All right, right. with all that said, this is Chris with TheMovieSleuth.com. Questions, comments, or concerns, email me at Chris at SpoilerFreeMovieSleuth.com. Don't forget to enter our Alien Quadrilogy box set giveaway, and we will be back next week. We don't know what we're going to talk about yet next week. Sex. Come back for a surprise, (laughs) a special, special surprise. Cha-ching. Visit us at www.TheMovieSleuth.com. And find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.